0: I don't know about you, but I can feel the Holy Ghost here. You can feel the presence of the Lord here. Jesus is here. (laughs) And if you'll just open up your heart, I'm telling you, if you'll open up your mind, there is no telling what could happen for you today. In the name of Jesus, you may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Just take a moment right where you're sitting and just begin to pray. Just begin to ask the Lord, touch me today, Jesus. Just let them know you're open. Lord, I'm open for whatever it is you want to do in me. Lord, we are open for whatever you want to do here in this place today. God, not our will, but yours be done. God, we're asking you to move in a special way. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We've been having some wonderful church around here. Just the last several services have been just so dynamic. Wednesday night, just the presence of the Lord swept through this place. We weren't able able to finish the message and just had a great time of prayer. Friday night, we had several of those that are involved in ministry at my house. And we just said, let's open with a word of prayer and just kind of took off from there. And we just prayed a long time and God moved. Just so happy to be a part of such a wonderful church family. We are family. We're family. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, and you'll give, if you're maybe you're a guest here, if maybe you've been here two or three times, and you're still like, I don't know where I, you, you belong here. Listen, you're just as crazy as the rest of us. We're one big happy family. We're going to heaven together. We got any people out in the lobby this morning? <laughs> Isn't that exciting? We're in the middle of building plans going into the county for our uh, sanctuary next door. And so until then, we're going to have church in here, have church in the lobby, have church in the hallway. It was so wonderful. A couple weeks ago during service, somebody just was moved on by the Holy Ghost, and so they ran around the church, which that's very small. So they took a beeline and went through the, uh, the hallway, and that's what I'm talking about. We're just going to do whatever we got to do. <laughs> Tonight, I know it was mentioned, but it's worth repeating. Tonight, we're going to have service at 6 p.m. It's going to be very special. We're going to have a wonderful time. We're going to hear uh, from the ministry of Brother Trace and Sister Liz Dawson. They're both going to be speaking to us and sharing what the Lord has been giving to them. I'm telling you, it's going to be a very special time. I encourage you, do whatever you got to do to wake up from your nap, grab a cup of coffee, and get to church. We're going to have a good time. You ready to hear a word? Exodus chapter 5, we're going to go into the book of Exodus all the way back into the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus. so right there towards the beginning. We're going to look at Exodus chapter 5. I'm going to read I'm going to read it as one text, but I'm just going to go ahead and let you know now I'm going to read verse one, then verse 5, 6 and 7. So I'm going to skip around on you. I'm going to go 1, 5, 6, 7, and then we're going to wrap it up with 12 and 13, okay? So I'm going to read several passages of Scripture right there in Exodus chapter 5. This is what it says. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. hmm That sounds good. Let my people go. Let my people go. Someone's going to be let go today. Someone's going (laughs) to surrender today. Verse 5, And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day that the taskmasters of the people, saying this, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves, verse 12. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks. Here it is, as when there was straw. That's what I want to title this this morning, and this is what I want to talk to you about, when there was straw. When there was straw. In Jesus' name. I believe there's going to be some very special ministry that's going to happen. Maybe someone that's been a little discouraged or confused about what's been going on in life and why you've been feeling frustrated and Maybe even a little bit angry at God, or so I don't. I don't know your situation. I don't know where you're at, but I believe the Lord's going to minister to someone. Why don't you go ahead and lift your hands? More importantly, lift your heart up to God and say, "Here I am, Lord." Come on, let's lift our voices. Let's pray for a moment. God, have Your way in this place. Have Your way in this church. Have Your way in these people. God, move and minister to me, Lord. Move and minister here to us this morning. Come on, go ahead. Get real with the Lord. God, we need your touch. Lord, we can't make it without you. God, we've got to have you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, move here this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When there was straw, so I got myself a basket of straw. You know how I love to make a mess in here, so... I want to dive directly into this this morning. So whenever we're speaking of the Israelites, we are speaking of God's chosen people. So just a quick little background. Israelites are the offspring of Abraham. If you grew up in Sunday school, we sang a song. Father Abraham had many sons. Some of y'all were there with me. It was the longest song in the history of the world. It took you 87 minutes to get through it. Right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot. Nod your head. Turn around. I mean, we shook. We we jumped. We juked and jived. It was awesome. Uh, then you move from Abraham and Israelites. So it's Father Abraham descended now from Isaac. So Isaac is the son of Abraham. Then uh, Isaac has a son and Israelites, the the nation of Israel, receive their namesake from this man named Jacob. Jacob wrestles with the Lord, the angel of the Lord, and his name is changed to Israel. His name is changed to Israel. So now we have the Israelites. This is where we are at. And so now, when you start studying the people of God, these Israelites throughout your Bible, you learn that they are God's chosen people. They have been selected by the Lord. They have been favored by the Lord. And they have a promised land. It's described in Scripture as a land flowing with milk and honey. It is their promised land possession. It is their inheritance from the Lord. But that is not where we find them at in Exodus chapter 5. Currently in Exodus chapter 5, the Israelites are in Egypt. They have currently been enslaved in Egypt for over 400 years. So at this moment, that promise doesn't seem to mean too much to them. At the moment, it doesn't really seem like they care too much about a land flowing with milk and honey. They are slaves in that moment. So now here they are, and this is where we are at in our text. Egyptians are their taskmasters. They are there, uh, and they are working to build these uh, beautiful cities for the Egyptians. And now you've got uh, the Egyptians ruling over them, and As you look, I want you just, we're going to look at Exodus chapter 1 just very briefly. I want you, though, to see how powerful the people of God are. This is at the beginning, right when they are about to be enslaved by Pharaoh. Exodus chapter 1, verse 8, this is what it says There arose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph, and he said unto his people, Listen to this. Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. The king of Egypt says there's more of them, and they're stronger than us. Before they were ever enslaved, there was already more of them, and they were stronger than than Egypt. They did not recognize their own ability. They did not recognize their own strength. The enemy saw it, but they didn't recognize it. And so often that is the case with us, the children of God. We we have ability and we have anointing and we have callings on our life. And we spend a lot of times undervaluing ourselves and beating our own selves up, and I could never do that, and I could never be this, and I could never accomplish anything, and I couldn't be used by God. But the enemy knows your potential. The the enemy knows what you are capable of. The enemy knows where this church is going. The the enemy believes in you more than you believe in yourself. Saying of God, we are stronger than we think we are. You are more powerful than you think you are. The hand of God is upon us. Oh, I wish somebody believed that right now. You are anointed. I am blessed. I am loved. I am powerful. And so the enemy knows that if I'm going to beat them, I've got to enslave them. Uh, I gotta get them. Let's say it in our language. We've got to get them in bondage. Got to get them addicted. Got to get them, gotta get them feeling like they're this tall. And that's what the enemy began to do. And now they are enslaved. But even though they are slaves, it says in verse 12, but the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. (laughs) And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. Boy, the the Egyptians were just so fed up with those Israelites. The more they tried to oppress them, the more blessed they were. And, And so it wasn't really the Israelites that were sighing. It was the Egyptians. They were grieved because of the children of Israel. We're trying to keep them down. We're trying to put them under our feet, but they just keep on being blessed. Let me tell you, if you're a child of God, we're going to be blessed. God's hand is going to be upon us. It doesn't matter uh, who's in political powers, it doesn't matter world leaders. let me tell you if God if God be before us, who can stand against us? We got too many Christians worrying about Fox News and CNN and we just need to get in the word of God and recognize that the Lord provided for his people. It didn't matter if it had to be a raven bringing some food. didn't matter if it was bread being rained down from heaven. One way or another, God takes care of his own. God takes care of his people. The more they were afflicted, the more they grew. So maybe you've been going through some oppression. Congratulations. You're about to grow. You can suck your thumb if you want to, but I I recognize that God's hand is upon me. God loves me. God wants to bless me. Uh, uh, God's continued hand is upon them. And even though they're slaves, they're still growing. Even though they are in a, a weird, messed up, sinful land, they are still chosen by God. And here we are, and we, we kind of now uh, fast forward Exodus chapter 2. You learn of Moses. He is the, the great man that is chosen to be the deliverer. Of God's people. And now uh, we're going to fast forward a little bit. God speaks of the process of time, the groaning of the Israelites, and the preparation of Moses. And you fast forward, and now I want to get to Exodus chapter 5, where we just read in our opening. This is now uh, where Moses comes and he says, Let my people go. Yes. Let my people go. And then Pharaoh begins to say, Ah, oh, You got too much time on your hands. That's why y'all are concocting plans to leave Egypt. He says, You've got too much time on your hands. So I tell you what, we're going to do. We're going to make bad worse. We are going to really make life a whole lot worse. Now, just one second. Don't take it just yet, Pharaoh. Back (laughs) up, man. Just one second now. Give me just a second. (laughs) That's great. Uh, so, so now, so th- this doesn't seem like much. As we're talking about straw in Scripture, you could almost be like, "What's what's the big deal?" This was a big deal because this is uh, a main tool that they use. So the Israelites are tasked with building. And so they're building with these very primitive bricks, and a, a straw mixture was a major portion to help hold those bricks together. And so they they needed the straw to make the bricks to build the cities. You see, you see where I'm going with this? So, so Pharaoh says, you Oh, I, you are a bunch of naughty Israelites. Shame, shame, shame. You got too much time on your hands. So what we're going to do, we're going to crank up the heat. Now, Pharaoh, you may come. And Pharaoh says, Pharaoh says, oh, but he gave me a present. Look at that. It's a bow tie. <laughs> Pharaoh says, we're taking the straw. We are going to remove your straw. And now you are going to keep producing as much as you did before, but now you have to gather your own straw. So the Israelites, you've got to see this picture, they are scouring the countryside. I can't imagine how much straw, stubble, hay, whatever they could find to make this, but they're having to find and gather up this material so now they can produce the bricks and then actually get to work. And so because things were so bad, they are now being beaten because Pharaoh said, you're going to keep up the same quota that you were before. And Exodus 5.14 says, and the officers of the children of Israel, uh, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, ye have not fulfilled your task in making brick. You have failed. You have not done your job. I want you to see this because the pressure was cranked up on the children of Israel, scouring the countryside, looking for scraps of straw and hay. Their situation as slaves had gone from bad to horrendous. They are now being beaten. They are being watched like hawks where they go. You better pick up the pace. And the Israelites are feeling this extreme pressure, and they cannot meet the demand of the day. They cannot meet the demand that has been placed upon them. And this is where we are. Many of you going through life right now. I'm talking to some folks that you cannot meet the demand of the day. It seems like the heat and the pressure, it's just all been cranked up on you, and uh, you, now I'm really sweating, and now I'm I'm really suffering, and, and the little bit that I did have suddenly has been taken away. The few little comforts that I did possess, now that has been stripped away as well. Anybody relate to that? You know what I'm talking about, where... Suddenly it's like, why has this been stripped out of my life, and why did I lose this? And maybe this morning you're bitter, and and perhaps maybe angry at God, and Why do you take the good things away that I had, and why do you remove the comforts that I'm in the Holy Ghost right now, and we can have a very negative mindset and attitude and trying to blame God for the situation we are currently in. Let me tell you, the Lord is for you. The Lord believes in you, and if you will just let him hear this morning, I'm telling you, he's trying to get you somewhere. He's trying to do something in your life. He's... He's trying to move you into a new season. Come on, the Lord is at work. Don't blame God. God is for you. You are the, we talked about it last Sunday. You're the apple of God's eye. You're not trash. You're treasure. He believes in you. He wants you to succeed. He has a plan in place for your life. Uh, so you can't just be uh, angry at God and angry at the church. and bitter at it no no, recognize believe there's going to be some revelation here that the lord is working there's a plan in place and we know that all things work together for good to them that love god to them that are called and that's romans 8 we love that passage and it's great when things are going good oh we know that all things work together for good hallelujah hallelujah I just got another free iced coffee from McDonald's. Woo, the favor. Hashtag favor. Oh, man. We know all things work. But then when things start going bad, man, what what went wrong? There's sin in someone's heart. (laughs) See, we, we recognize that scripture. We know all things work together for good. All things are not good. Some things straight up stink. You know what I'm talking about? where where you're doing everything you know by the book you're serving god you're being faithful you're you're doing your part and and still things are happening well i thought i thought I, all things were for my, all things work together for good all things work together for good if we trust in the lord it's all working for the good it's all working together i'm a simple man some of you have heard me use this example it's it's like me making a milkshake okay let's make it real simple whenever i make myself a chocolate oreo milkshake and i take a big sip and i go and i go mm, that's good what am i saying Am I saying that the freezer is good that holds my ice cream? Am I saying that the the ice cream scooper that I have violently trying to dig and scrape out the ice cream, am I saying that the, the violent scooping of the ice cream, am I saying that is good? No. I'm saying that the outcome is good. And all <laughs> things work together for good. You don't just... You don't give up on God just because you're going through a valley. You don't curse God and die. No. You just say, I'll trust in the Lord. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. If he's bringing me down, it's because he's about to get ready to set me up. The Lord, children of God, the Lord loves you. The Lord, he's not against you. It's oh, It's working. It's working. It's working. If you're serving God, you need to recognize He's working. There's a plan that's working behind the scenes. Just trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't turn to the left or to the right. Don't backslide. Don't give up on God. Don't get bitter. Just trust the Lord. Walk with Him. If you're going through the valley, it says He is with you. He'll walk with you through that process. He's moving you somewhere. Huh. Exodus chapter 16 lets us know that every aspect of the Israelites' life was not bad. Because whenever it seemed like often they do like us good Christians do, they complain. (laughs) It says this, In the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, we did eat our bread to the full. We were so blessed in Egypt. We were eating so good in Egypt Things were so comfy in Egypt. So every aspect of their existence in Egypt was not horrendous. There were some comforts in Egypt. And so now back to our topic of straw. The Israelites are now angry because they do not have straw. Their life was harder now because they didn't have straw. They wanted to go back to the way it was when there was straw. Take me back to the good old days when there was straw. Take me back to when it was comfortable and I was eating my meat and we had straw. (laughs) Life was easier when they had straw. They were not working as hard when there was straw. There wasn't as much pressure when there was straw. There weren't as many beatings when there was straw. Life was more comfortable when there was straw. But you've gotta see this, Israel. You've gotta see this, Souls Harbor, because yes, you're right. Life is a little easier when there was straw. Things were a little bit more comfortable when there was straw. Yeah, you had a better relationship with Pharaoh when there was straw, but you're forgetting one thing, Israel. When there was straw, you were still a slave. When there was straw, you were still in bondage. When there was straw... Pharaoh was killing your babies. When there was straw, oh, you were comfortable, but you were oppressed. When, you, oh, when there was straw, you were stuck, and you could not possess your promised land. So I'm talking to someone right now. You're talking about, oh, man, well, the good old days, and I had this, and I had that. Oh, let me tell you, it's just straw. It's just straw. It's just a distraction to keep you from wrecking. It's trying to keep you comfortable in Egypt. But sometimes the straw is stripped away. Sometimes comforts are stripped away. What happens? Then we start getting desperate. I can't live like this. I can't take this anymore. Oh, I can't do this any longer. When there was straw, yeah, you're comfortable, but a lot of times you stay stuck. But what happens is the straw is taken away, and now I gotta pray. I gotta pray until something changes. I gotta fast until something changes. I'm talking to somebody, maybe that you've been living in the world, and at first the sin is great, but now the straw is gone, and and now I can't live like this anymore. Thank God, the straw is stripped away because now you're desperate, and now you're ready to make a move, and now you're ready for a change. <laughs> Exodus 5:19. I'm paraphrasing. It says the Israelites could see they were in serious trouble when there was no longer any straw. Why does it take something so simple being removed to finally wake us up? Why does it take something so simple to finally get us to recognize I'm in a little bit of trouble? When there was straw, oh, we had meat to eat. When there was straw, oh, it was so comfy and cozy. Yeah, but when there was straw, you were still in Egypt, and you were bound by sin. But now that the straw has been taken away, I'm miserable. Now that the straw is gone, I'm uncomfortable something's got to give something's got to change the pleasure of sin yeah it's for a season but suddenly the straw is gone and you recognize this is nothing but beatings this is nothing but oppression this is nothing but condemnation oh i got to move I've got to change somebody right now you've been feeling uncomfortable and it's a gift from God it's a gift from God it's getting you stirred it's getting you, oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Whether you want to sit there, let me tell you. Oh, some people right now, you're saying, Bring back the straw, and God's saying, Are you kidding me? That straw is what made you happy to be a slave in Egypt. But now that the straw is gone, you're complaining. You're moaning. You're groaning. Now they're sighing and crying to God. Something's got to give. Something's got to change. Church, you need to hear me right now. You take that agitation. You take those frustrations and you let it drive you to prayer. Let it drive you right into the presence of God. Something's got to give Something's got to change no, I got to go to another level My prayer isn't even the same any longer Some of you you're frustrated And you're trying to fit back into a, a, The same old mold you've been in forever But you're uncomfortable And the straw is gone And it's causing you to say I got to move We got we to gotta do something We got to go It's the Straw that breaks the camel's back it's the last straw <laughs> we're well, really on its own it's not that big of a thing on its own it's not that big of a deal but you start piling up one little piece and then another little piece and it's you know I'm fighting with my spouse a lot oh that's a little too real I'm oh, sorry you got. <laughs> A little too real? We like it when it's all principles and not you know, practical here. Yeah. And suddenly, you know, well, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, And then they cut my hours on the job. Boy, that, that boss of mine. Could it be God is setting someone up for success by taking away a perceived great blessing of straw? It's just one straw after another. It's one thing after another, and it's just straw, but it reaches a point, and for some of you today, you're already there. This is the last straw. I can't take this anymore. I've got to have a change. Something's got to give. This is the last straw. Oh, it's got to change. And that's where the Israelites were because they're moaning and groaning, sighing and crying. And now you open in Exodus chapter 6, right after all of this straw is discussed. And Exodus chapter 6 verse 1, the Lord comes bursting on the scenes and it says this. The Lord says, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand shall he let them go, and with a strong hand shall he drive them out of his land. See, See, Israelites, I'm using this to get you ready to make a move. I'm using this to get you out of Egypt. I'm using all of this because what if they were comfortable and Pharaoh says, yeah, sure, you can go. Well, the, well, I mean, somebody else is paying for the house I'm living in. Yeah, I'm working like a dog, and yeah, there's beatings, but, but now the straw is taken away, and they've cranked up the heat. Now the Lord says, you're ready to be delivered by my strong arm. And could it be the Lord has great plans? The Lord has something great in store for your family, for the ministry, for the church, and He's wanting to move us somewhere, and the Lord has said, Behold, I've set before thee an open door, but if we're comfortable and we're content and we're sitting on our high horse, we're not going to step into that next season. But now the straw is gone, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make a move. I don't know about you, but I feel like the Lord is about to bring us into a new season. I feel like the Lord has been shifting some things, and maybe you're agitated, and maybe it hasn't been comfortable, and perhaps it's not even fair. None of that matters. All things are working together for your good. That straw has been stripped away. Now you are ready to move. Why don't you lift your hands and take a moment and pray? <laughs> Oh, oh, thank you, Lord, for taking away the straw. Thank you, Lord, for taking away the distractions. Thank you, Lord, for revealing to me what it really is like living in the world. Thank you, Lord, for setting me free. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. There's a revelation that's here right now. Oh, it's been working for your good. It's been the Lord setting you up for success. It's the Lord getting you ready. To make a move, who? <laughs> Jesus' name. Oh, I'll just keep preaching for a few minutes here. Straw of the Old Testament. You want to know how? What? It, what? How you can find it in the New Testament? It's a word called chaff. <laughs> chaff is the leftover junk. It's the leftover waste of the stalks. And when you look at it, it's. Straw. (laughs) And the Bible lets us know it says this that they the ungodly are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. You're wondering, well, how come I lost that friend of mine? That good friend of mine that was leading you into sin and carnality and so far away from God. And suddenly the Lord goes, What's happening? Bye-bye, straw. Oh man, I feel good this morning. What what's happening in that moment when suddenly you you lost? Boy, I lost that that good job, that great job where I could never come to church and I could never spend time with my family. And oh man, it was such a blessing. What what happened when I bye-bye straw? When there was straw. You getting what I'm saying right now? Do you, you, the chaff is driven away. It's it's the sifting process, and it's found in the Bible. It's not fun sifting. It's painful when you look at where they're taking these grains, and it, it's found in Matthew three twelve and Luke chapter three verse seventeen. It says, "Whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and will gather the wheat into his garner. The sifting is the separating of the chaff from the wheat." It's getting rid of all of this stubble, the straw, the the chaff. It's getting rid of all of that junk. The first step is beating the threshing floor. Get it all up on this big blanket thing. We're going to beat this thing. (laughs) We're going to beat this stuff until the straw, all of the junk that is not valuable, is separated from what is good. Well, and sometimes we feel like we've been in a, a, a prize fight, man. I'm just getting beat up, and things are coming. And wow, man, I'm 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 more tired than ever before, but I've been praying more than ever before. And wow, you know, I'm going through something, but you know what? Now I'm faithful to church. What's going on? It's the threshing floor. The Lord's been beating that straw, getting it separated from what is truly valuable. I'm talking to someone in the Holy Ghost. The Lord's wanting to take you to another level. The Lord is wanting to bring about some good, but you can't do it with all of that straw that's hanging on you. You're going to be stuck in Egypt. You're not going to have the value until you are refined. The straw has got to go. Then they take it from the threshing floor. What's next? They're going to winnow it, it's going to be this fan. It's going to be a blowing. It's taking it and it's throwing it up in the air and the straw is light, the straw is waste. And so it's going to blow and it's going to be separated from what is valuable. We like the chaff. We like the straw because it looks like it makes it look like we got more going on in our lives than we actually do. Yeah, we do. We like straw and we like chaff because it looks like we got a lot of more value than what is truly there. But then the Lord starts refining. The Lord of the harvest steps into our family and suddenly we're on the threshing floor and suddenly it's like everything and everyone in the church is thrown up in the air and What's happening? The chaff has got to go. The straw has got to go. All of that that's not valuable has got to go until all that is left is the good. You've been shifted. You've been feeling like you've been beat up and you're tore up from the floor up. What's going on? God's bringing out the value. God's getting you ready for increase. God's getting you ready for a promised land. You ought to reach over. Shake your neighbor a little bit. Take him by the hand. Let them know you're valuable. You're valuable. You're valuable. Come on, let's pray for a moment. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Come on. Oh, oh, we've been asking the wrong questions. (laughs) Why did I lose that great thing? It's just straw. Oh, the question is, what's that real good thing you got for me, Lord? What's that real good season you got for us, Lord? Oh, that's it. I see husbands and wives praying together. Come on, take a moment, friends, family members. Oh, God. Come on, take a moment. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here right now. You ought to make a move. You ought to make a move. I could keep talking about straw, but some of you know it's already in your heart. You already feel it. You're already there. Ah, When there was straw, I was more comfortable. But now that the straw is gone, I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to pursue the Lord. I'm ready to step into a promised land. I'm ready to leave Egypt. Come on, somebody, you know you've been living in sin. You've been living a sinful life. And now you've been provoked so sore. What's happening? God's got the straw out of the way. You're ready to be saved now. You ought to say, this is the last straw. I'm done with it now. Oh, that's it. Let's pray together. Spirit of the Lord is moving. Let's pick some room for some altar area here. Oh, 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 oh yes, Lord. It's the refining process. Some of us have been going through it lately. You've been more uncomfortable. You've been miserable. But it is a gift from God. If you will allow it, it is the gift from God that will move you out of Egypt and get you into a pursuit of a promised land you've got to get rid of the straw stop mourning over the straw now that the straw is gone you can see the strong arm of the Lord for some of us that straw was a relationship it was a relationship and it might have made you feel more comfortable but it was sending you to hell come on be truthful now you were comfortable but you were lost and but now that the straw is gone you can move forward in God. Yes. Thank God thank you Lord ha, 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 ha. you can make your way up we're about to start praying. I'll close with this I have to if you need the, the examples or where they're found I'll have to give them to you later but in the New Testament another place you find straw is on the roof. Thatched roofs were a thing. And you find an example in the Word of God. One place it says, this is where the friends carry their buddy that needs a miracle to Jesus. They can't get through the door, so they go up to the roof. One scripture says they tore the tiles off. So even if it was tiles from my limited research and my great scholarly academia skills, (laughs) those tiles were made of these simple bricks as well. It, It was straw! Or it was thatch. And you can find pictures of it. We ain't got time for all of that. But you'll, you'll look on some of those old roofs of Bible days. And it was all grown up with grass and straw on the top. So what happens? My buddy needs a miracle. This man, my friend, we need a miracle. So listen, we're going to, well, we can't get through the door? Well, I guess we'll just go home. No! You take me up to the roof. All right, Jesus is there, but there's some straw in the way. And so what happens, we're going to pull this junk up. We're going to get the straw out of the way. And now that the straw is gone, we have a direct line to Jesus. Somebody here this morning, you need to get that last straw out of your spirit. We need to get that last straw out of the family. You ought to say that's the last thing that's getting in the way. We're going to do whatever it takes. I'm getting to Jesus right now. Oh, all the straw be gone here today in Jesus' name. Come on, let's pray one with another. Let's begin to minister one to another. Oh, come on. You've been stirred. You've been agitated. Awesome. You're getting ready to make a move. You've been upset. Let it draw you to prayer. that's it, yes let's take some time and pray for a moment oh, go ahead, yes come on, don't just pray with the right words pray with the right spirit you know whether or not you're letting go of it all you know whether or not you're letting go of that stuff (laughs) come on, you got to get desperate get this straw out of my way Get this straw out of my family. Get this straw out of my spirit. I want the wheat. I want to get to Jesus. I want to go to a promised land. Come on, maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just an attitude. Maybe it's a job. I don't know. But if it's straw, it's got to go. It's got to go. Come on, get me to Jesus. Get me to that promised land. Oh, come on. The Lord's trying to bring that value out of your life. The Lord's trying to remove that chaff. Get that straw out of here. Oh, come on. Maybe you've been crying because what you lost. Change it. Change your prayer. God, give me what you got for me. Lord, make me what you want me to be. Come on. That's it. Oh, you've been losing stuff. It's just junk, it's just chaff. It's just straw. Oh, I know you might not be comfortable, but God's just getting you ready to make a move. Get rid of the junk that's been left over. Oh. When there was straw, you wouldn't even think about coming to church. When there was straw, you'd be happy in your sin. But now that the straw is gone, here you are pouring your heart out before the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for taking the straw. Come on, rip that junk out of the way. Rip that junk out of the way. i got to get to Jesus. i got to get closer to the Lord. Come on, your miracle is waiting right beneath the straw. Rip it up. Rip it out. Get it gone. Oh, there's great ministry happening. Pray one with another. Husband, pray with your wife. That's it. Reach out to the Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, come on, that's it. Take the straw, Lord. Take the straw. Oh, he's got something better for you. He'll trade you straw for a promised land. He'll trade you. If you'll give him that straw, he'll give you a promise. Come on, what's it gonna cost you here today? Well, I really like that hobby. Well, I really liked that friend. Well, I really liked that job. Well, is it straw? Because if it's straw, it's got to go. Yeah. Yes. Come on, that's it. Take a moment, minister to each other, to your family, to your loved one. Thank God. The Lord of the harvest is here today. Maybe your life feels like it's been thrown up in the air. The Lord of the harvest has you right on the threshing floor. He's getting rid of the straw. He's getting rid of the distractions. Come on, push just a little bit. Reach just a little bit beyond what is comfortable. Come on, go ahead. It's this chaff getting out of the way. So all that's left is the wheat. It's the chaff being removed. So all that's left is the value. Take it, Lord. Could you pray that right now if you mean it? Take the straw, Lord. Take the straw, Lord. Take the straw, Lord. What's that thing you've been holding so near and dear, but it's just straw? You know it's robbing your faith. You know it's hindering you in the ministry. Uh, you love it, but it's got to go if it's straw. Oh, there's great ministry happening. Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on, give it minister one to another. Let's not rush. Let's not be in a rush right now. Let the Lord search your heart and your mind, getting rid of the straw, preparing you. Oh, there's something valuable there. Come on, rip the straw out of the way. Get the straw out of the way. Oh, when there was straw, you were more comfortable, but when there was straw, you were still a slave. When there was straw, you had more to eat, but when there was straw, you were still in oppression. When there was straw... Yeah, you were still in Egypt. <laughs> I got to go. I got to get moving. I want to pursue God's promise. I want to get where he's called me. That's it, sir and ma'am. Doesn't matter if you're up front or you're in your seat. I encourage you, just let those tears go. Let your voice out. Don't let anyone pray it for you. No one can do it for you. Take it, Lord. Take it, Lord. Use me, Lord. ha. <laughs> That's it. There's a miracle right underneath all that straw. Come on, help a friend right now. Help a brother right now. Pull up that straw. Get it out of the way so we can get to Jesus. Come on, when you get rid of that straw, you start pursuing your promise. (laughs) When you get rid of that straw, you're left with what's valuable. When you get that straw out of the way, you're right in line with Jesus. Hallelujah.